1: Communion with the Holy Spirit, next on today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. It all depends on the flavor of church you're at, right? The Communion of the Holy Spirit. Our ideas and understandings can range all over. But what does God's Word have to say on the subject? Well, the Apostle Paul gives us a clear view of communion of the Holy Spirit here in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 11-14. through 14. And that's where we catch up with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, once again, as we take a look at this marvelous passage dealing with the communion of the Holy Spirit. With times of refreshing from the well a Christian community here in Livermore, California, our teacher and pastor now, Napoleon Kaufman.
2: I have to receive him, but not on my terms, but on his terms, because he's not coming to be your co-pilot. Can I have an amen? He's not coming just to help you out, you know. He's not coming. He's coming to take over. Can I have an amen in here? He's coming to rule. He's coming to govern. He's coming to guide. He's coming to teach you. He's coming to convict you. I have to receive him in my life. Everything that he comes to bring, I have to receive. He wants to bring me joy. I got to receive it. He wants to bring me peace. I have to receive it. I, he also gives give me long suffering. I have to receive patience. But I have to be willing to receive. Can I have an amen? Because some of us won't love joy... In peace but when he said can I bring some of my patience into your life Saints, we have to be willing to receive him this is how we cultivate a communion with the Holy Spirit because remember we're sharing and partnering in something and I receive him and I'm bringing everything he says I don't want you to go ahead and you know and, and, and say what you would like to say to that person I want you say what I'd like to say I have to be willing to receive him he says, oh, yeah, I, don't, you know, I, I know you're mad at them. Well, why don't you, you mind if you forgive them? Because that would be nice. That would, that's what I would like to do. See, you do. I have to be willing to receive him. Every single aspect of his life, I have to be willing to receive it. Receive him. Allow his access. And yield to his influence in my life. Amen? Amen. If I'm not willing to do that, we're not going to have sweet communion. He might ride with us for a little while. (laughs) Amen? But at some point in time, if we keep wrestling with him over certain areas, we're going to frustrate the grace of God that he's trying to bring into our life. And it's not going to be a pleasant experience walking with the Holy Spirit when you're feeling convicted all the time. So we have to learn to receive him so I can enjoy communion. And it comes when I'm willing to yield and allow what he's trying to do in my life. Amen. Acts chapter 2. Not only do I have to receive him. But in Acts chapter 2 verses 1 on down to 4. And then 33 on down to 39. We're going to see something here. That I think will bless us. I'm going to enjoy and cultivate my communion with the Holy Spirit. When I receive him. But then now. When I'm filled by him. I want to be filled with the Spirit of God. Look what it verse says in verse 1. Of Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all what? Filled. It says they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. Go down to verse 33. Look what it says over here. It says in verse 33. He says, therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God. And having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit. He poured out this which you now see and what? And hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens. But he says, but he himself, uh, but he says himself, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know, assuredly, that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, repent. And let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the who? Holy Spirit. Spirit. For the promise. For the promise. For the promise is to you. And to your children. Amen. Amen. And all to who are far off. As many as our Lord our God. He says shall call. And so it is clear. The Holy Spirit is poured out in Acts chapter 2 verse 1 to 4. Apostle Peter stands up and he gives an explanation of this. And so the key here is realizing that when the Spirit of God came, he didn't just dribble on them. He came to fill them in Acts chapter 2. Amen. And for us, this is what we want. If I want to constantly enjoy the communion of the Spirit of God in my life, then I have to ask God to continue to fill me with His Spirit. Lord, I want to be filled with the Spirit of God. I want to have everything that the Spirit of God comes to bring into my life. And I want to be overflowing. I want people to get a glimpse of who you are in and through me. And I don't want it to just be me. I don't want to be in survival mode. I want to thrive in this thing. Amen. I want it to be overflowing. I want to go over the wall with the presence of of the Spirit of God in my life. They were filled. And if you read the book of Acts, they were continually filled. And filled again. And filled again. And filled again. Some of us in this room are running on empty. But you're going to get filled today. (laughs) Can I have an amen? That's why we're here. I want the Holy Spirit to consume me. To consume us. I want people when they get in your presence and say, I don't know what it is about you. Something different about you. You can look at them and tell. Ebonics, that ain't nothing but the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Can I have an amen? This is what we want. We want the Spirit of God to move in our lives and to fill us. And we enjoy communion when we're constantly filled with the Spirit of God. We enjoy our sweet communion with Him. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. This is number 3. So we receive Him. We're filled by Him. But I think this is one of the keys here. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 on down to 14. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world. Not the spirit of the world. He says, but the spirit who is from God. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. He says, these things we also speak. We talk about them. We, we, We commune over them and around them. He says, these things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual people. But the natural man... Does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him. Why are you going to that church? That's foolish. Nothing going on in there. Oh my goodness. Religious fanatics. These people are crazy. What are they talking about? Holy Spirit. Oh my goodness. Oh. It's foolishness. The natural man. They can't compute it, doesn't make sense. There's no way to get sense. Until you tap in through, the whole, through Jesus Christ. And then Jesus Christ gives us insight. He opens a new realm to us. Of understanding of what, what's really going on in this world. And then the Holy Spirit comes in. And he helps us to navigate through this world. But for most people. The natural man. You see it on MSNBC. You see it on NBC. You see it on Fox. You see it on CNN. You see it on television. You see it all over the place. It's foolishness. What are they talking about? But for us. Who have tasted of the heavenly gift. It's not foolishness. It's not foolishness. It's what I've been looking for my whole life. It's God in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Look what he says here. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them. Because they are spiritually. He says discerned. But the key here. Is found in verse 13. These things we also speak. Not in words which man's wisdom teaches. But which the Holy Spirit what? Teaches. If I am going to have and enjoy and cultivate communion with the Spirit of God. I have to be willing to be taught by the Spirit of God. I have to allow him to teach me. As he's walking with me. He's going to show me things. The deep things of, the, of God. And he's going to give me insight into these things. I have to be willing to embrace them. That means that I have to be willing to allow God to change my opinion, my cultural preference, the things that I've been exposed to that maybe weren't right or maybe, maybe I've been involved in, that I have to be willing to allow Him to come into my situation and help me to understand the way He thinks. And it takes humility to do that. It takes a willingness to say, God, I want to be a learner. I want to be teachable. Show me with the Holy Spirit through His Word. What does He do? He begins to teach us. He helps us. He helps. I know he's helped me to to, to really see that the way I viewed life was wrong. And that there was a better way to view life. And so for us, the Spirit of God, he comes in and he helps to teach us in areas. Are you willing to be taught? There's no way that you can enjoy communion if you're not humble enough to be taught by the Holy Spirit. You can't even understand this book without the Holy Spirit. He's the one who wrote it. Inspired people to write it. And so if I'm going to understand it. I need his input. Means I have to be teachable. I have to sit down and say. Holy Spirit I don't understand this. I don't know. Can you help me. As I study this Bible. To understand what you've inspired. Amen. And so that's number three. I have to be willing to be taught. If I'm going to enjoy communion with the Holy Spirit. Go to book of Titus chapter three. We just having a Bible study this morning. Amen. (laughs) Titus chapter three. And as you guys have figured out. You know in this church. I don't put the, 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 the scriptures up on the screen. Because I want you to get acquainted with your Bible. Amen. I want you to get a feel for this thing. Titus chapter 3 verse 3 on down to 7. Look what it says here. Now this is good. So I receive. I'm filled. I'm taught. And then look at this. It says for, our, for, for we ourselves. Apostle Paul is talking to Titus. He says, For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, nigh by works, of righteousness which we have done but according to his mercy he saved us and then he says this through the washing of regeneration and what renewing of the holy spirit whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our savior that having been justified by by his grace we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life he says not by works of righteousness Which we have done. But according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of who? The Holy Spirit. All of us have to embrace this aspect of our communion. When the Holy Spirit comes in our life, he wants to renew us. Renew us. Renew our minds. Renew our hearts and our emotions. Renew us from the pain and the the stuff that we we deal with on a day-to-day basis. If I'm going to walk with Jesus Christ, if I'm going to walk with the presence of the Holy Spirit in my life, I have to accept being renewed. I have to allow Him to renew me. Everyone in this room has to be refreshed in your life and renewed. Your soul gets pounded on. Step bombards your mind. Things go on all around us. And so sometimes we can get weakened in our faith, in our soul. But the Holy Spirit, He comes in to renew us, to refresh us. To revive us, that you got a little kick in your step, Amen. That your walk with the Spirit of God is enjoy this. It's a joy. Why? Because I'm allowing Him to renew me. When He comes in, He says, "Get up." Do you think you could spend some time with me and turn off Sports Center? Because you're looking kind of weak right now. Well, maybe. Would you mind not going to a movie today and just spend two hours with me? How you doing, Wall? You mind if I preach to you? Come on, Saints. We'll go and sit at a movie, we'll be there for three hours and whoa! And the Holy Spirit is saying, Will you spend three hours with me today? Can I have an Amen? That's where you're gonna get renewed. You're gonna get refreshed. Revived And listen, you can spend time in the presence of God and you don't even have to say a word. But just sit there. And just let him work on you, amen? Let him wash you. Let him strengthen you. Well, this is how we enjoy our communion when we allow the Holy Spirit to come in and renew us on a daily basis. He uses his word as a tool. He uses prayer as a tool. He uses uh, fasting as a tool to renew you. But we have to embrace this aspect of of, of our relationship because he doesn't want us limping through life. He wants us to be renewed and have some freshness about us. Amen? And so we want to embrace this. And the last thing, we're going to close with this. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 2 on down to 5. We receive Him. We're filled by Him. We're taught by Him. We're renewed by Him. This is how we cultivate and enjoy our communion with the Spirit of God. This is what we're going to end with. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Verse 2 on down to 5. In Acts chapter 1, he said, When that the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power. We talked about this last week. The power of God comes in your life through the Holy Spirit. Look what he says here. Apostle Paul, Church of Thessalonica, he says, We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of our God and Father. He says, Knowing, beloved brother, and your election by God, for our gospel did not come to you in word all, all only, He says, but also in what? In power and in the Holy Spirit. He says, in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were among you. He says, for your sake. He's saying, when we came on the scene, we weren't just trying to appeal to you intellectually. We weren't trying to just, you know, uh, manipulate you into the kingdom. He said that when we came on the scene, we came and we came with power And we came with the Spirit of God. And ultimately we know this. is the Spirit of God who comes and gives us power. Just like he said he would do in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. And so this is the next thing. We have to be willing to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Because this is what he comes to bring us. Sometimes we're not getting breakthroughs in our lives, saints. Because we don't believe God will give us a breakthrough in our life in a certain area. I don't care what sin you are involved in, listen to me, I don't care what sin you are involved in, there is no power on the face of this earth that is greater than the power of the Spirit of God. What what addiction, what kind of bondage, it does not matter. the power of the holy spirit you pick up this bible you look at lives in this room the power of the holy spirit is is available for all of us but do we receive it do we believe that he will empower us you may have a job that is just full of stress ask the holy spirit to empower you ask him to give you strength to do what you need to do saints it doesn't you can be raising 10 kids and the Holy Spirit, if he's called you to do that, he will empower you to do that. And there's nothing that will stop you from getting it done. I'm telling you, the power of the Holy Spirit. He, the church of Thessalonica was involved in all kinds of stuff. Stuff was all around them. But he said when he came on the scene that they saw that there was power and there was the Holy Spirit operating together in conjunction. It doesn't matter. And for us, we want to embrace this. If we're going to have communion with the Holy Spirit, we got to believe that He'll empower us to do whatever He wants us to do. Sometimes we're praying, well, Lord, you know, do it, Lord. And then the Holy Spirit is saying, I, 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 I'm, I could do it. But I'd like you to do it and have me empower you. I can do all things through Christ... Who what? That's all I need is a little bit of strength. Look at your neighbor and tell him, you better ask somebody. That's all I need is a little strength. Just give me a little strength. Holy Spirit, give me some strength. Give me some more power. I believe you for it. I know you're going to do it. God, use my vessel. God, empower me. Just give me a little bit more strength, God. It doesn't matter. I'm not running out of gas. I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. I'm not throwing out of... this anybody. I'm not throwing in the towel. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is in my life. <laughs> See, I think what happens is, is we, will, we, will talk, we will talk ourselves out of victory. Because we think it's just predicated upon us and what I'm doing. I'm going to do as the power of the Holy Spirit allows me to do. There's no mountain. No mountain that can stand before If you just embrace this aspect of his ministry. I'll give you the power. Lord, I quit this job. I'm tired, they're trying to run me in the dirt I quit and the Lord is saying well you can quit, I I, I don't want to quit I'll give you some more power Lord I hate my commute I can't do it Ah!" I know I'm preaching now I hate it, I
0: hate it all
2: you know, I kind of like it. The Holy Spirit may like it that he gets you in the car for an hour by yourself so he can talk to you. (laughs) Because he can't talk to you any other time. Can I have an amen? He gets you right where I got you in the car. Come on. This is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. Come on, take advantage of your time in the car. Stop saying you can't do it. God, I give you the power to do it. Can I have an amen? Amen. Embrace this. Embrace it. I can do this. Now, Lord, please open another door. But I can do this until you open another door. (laughs) Saints, listen. We got to demystify the Holy Spirit. And realize what he's here with us right now, he's in this room, and the Spirit of God is here saying and I want to just say say to you, it's it's not complicated, it's simple. Receive him, be filled by him, be taught, be renewed. Be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And watch how your relationship with the Holy Spirit begins to unfold. You'll walk in this door not questioning what's going to happen. You're bringing your own atmosphere because you're filled with the Holy Spirit when you work. I'm not looking for a pick-me-up. I got picked up in the morning when I started praying and said, let's go to church. Because I'm about to start shouting in here because God is good. Can I have an amen? This is what we do. We want to embrace this, saints. And realize that every area of your life needs to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We're here and we're not here to just preach cute sermons and go home and have a good time and go to lunch. We're here because the Holy Spirit is here and he wants to empower us all over again. And so Father, as we stand and sit in your presence, Lord, we're here. And we believe in your presence. We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. And today we're inviting the Holy Spirit to have his way in this church forever. And I pray for every person under the sound of my voice that something would just get ignited in them today. That they would begin to cultivate their intimacy with the Holy Spirit so that they're always connected. And they feel a sense of his nearness in their lives. And I pray, Lord, that every single one of these five areas we highlighted, that you would challenge us and strengthen us and and really just stir us up in these areas so that we begin to cultivate this intimacy, this love walk with the Holy Spirit. And Lord, as we do it, use us to impact and to affect change all over the world for your glory.